0: hello and welcome to one on one my name is steven sloan and i've been approved by the true neapolitan pizza association and joining me live from the nation's capital my very own brother mick how you doing bro bro
1: good i'm excited as always to come on to give you your traffic and weather update here from dc it is freezing here like as in you walk outside and you just feel your skin freezing as you walk outside I was driving home last night uh, from hanging out with friends and literally the whole time I was driving, my body was shaking. Like I I was in an enclosed vehicle and my entire body was vibrating from the freezing
0: cold. So what are we talking about this week?
1: Well, I, I think first of all, I think it's worth talking about what happened with our podcast on Tuesday because we're we committed with our first episode and with our super bowl pod that we ran last weekend to putting one up at least every tuesday if not a, a little bonus one every week mm-hmm. so maybe you saw maybe you didn't but we decided to pull our podcast which was about comparing two of kanye west's albums uh we decided to pull it because of some comments he made on twitter about bill cosby
0: uh, yeah and the friday podcast was going to be about his new record um which we also didn't record for that reason. And, you know, it, 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 it's one of those things where the the backlash hasn't really been there for it. Um, people are kind of talking about it like it's business as usual. And so we had a discussion about whether we should put it back up. You know, we weren't... Uh, heat wasn't really on. People didn't really care. It would have been fine. But we realized between the two of us that we just don't want to acknowledge somebody who would say something like that and and how offensive and frankly deeply hurtful and the negative impact that it has on the women who came forth against bill cosby and any women who who look at this and say see this is why i can't be honest about what happened to me because i'll be uh disrespected and and treat it as if i'm lying and nobody will call those people who denigrate those words of these women nobody will call them on how pernicious that is and so we decided we just can't we don't want to talk about him on this podcast and i appreciate the positive feedback we got from a couple people uh and the few listens we did get before we we dropped it but Yeah, that's that's why it's not up now and it's not going to be up unless something drastic changes in in how Kanye deals with the situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can speak personally. I was pretty floored by what he said. And I do know that obviously innocent until proven guilty is a valuable criteria when you evaluate people who are accused of these kind of things for Kanye to brazenly go out and say that he was innocent, especially because given that Kanye didn't qualify his remarks at all. It kind of makes me wonder if he was just shouting something inflammatory to get attention. And if he is indeed doing it for attention, in some ways that made it worse to me.
0: Because yeah, he, he yeah. was just
1: he was trivializing what's a horrible situation. Because whether you believe Cosby is innocent or not, which... By the way, I, I think Cosby is guilty, I think, or I'm comfortable saying that.
0: Based on the evidence, I don't know how you think that he's not guilty at this point.
1: Yeah, but but even if he's not, it's even if he's not it's a it's a horrible situation either way and to make light of that the way Kanye did it was just it it was against our values it was against yeah. my values and it reached a point where i just wasn't comfortable running a podcast where we do we make some excuses for his behavior outside of his music and we talk mm-hmm. very positively about him as a person not just as an artist and In light of his recent comments, those remarks about defending him as a person don't really resonate as much for us. So uh, we we appreciate all your support. Those of you who listened to it, those of you who said something about us taking it down and were positive about it, thank you for that. We have decided in light of that to go with something pretty much the opposite of controversial. Yeah, uh, although you never know. You never know. I mean, uh, it's possible one of our subjects could get a Twitter feed and start going wild. Uh, We are going to talk about two titans of American food, sandwiches versus pizza. And first of all, I want to give some credit to uh, Taylor Collison, Taco, who works in my office. And when I asked him if he had any ideas for a podcast, he threw this one out first and we think it's a great idea
0: yeah it's a little bit of fun it's like you said it's not likely that you know pepperoni pizza is going to get a twitter and start saying that like the moon landing was faked or something so we're probably good
1: yeah and and even. well actually pizza is kind of um pizza is kind of in the news after the super bowl because papa john was on the field to congratulate peyton manning on camera that was that was amazing but in any event we just we think that this is gonna be something fun, it's gonna get us back on track. And uh we've got a couple tricks on our sleeve or up our sleeve. It's not just gonna be, you know, screaming at each other about food. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, we actually flipped a coin and mm-hmm. uh you ended up with pizza, so do you wanna state your case for pizza?
0: Yeah, sure. So pizza I think the 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 thing that makes pizza so great is twofold. First of all, It is one of the most innately communal foods in existence you know with most things you sort of have to make an effort like maybe you serve it family style maybe you you do things like that to make it into a community event but pizza itself is is just by definition something to be shared and there's something very wonderful about that that immediately it brings people together and you also get, I mean, it is the official food of, of so many parties and events and good memories that people have. So that, I think, first of all, is the main thing, because it's just, it's such a wonderful, I think it has a very positive social implication to it. And then I, I think the other part is its versatility, but it, it maintains a certain innate set of qualities, you know, because you think about like sandwiches, for example, sandwiches, it takes some stretching, like, is a hot dog a sandwich? Like, technically it's meat between two things of bread, but, you know, you have to do some gymnastics. Whereas with pizza, you look at something and you are almost positive you can say that is some kind of pizza, whether that's a dessert pizza or, like, a flatbread at a fancy restaurant or just your average pizza that you order from your favorite place down the street. And and I think what's so great about that is it's it's both a low food and a high food because you can put, like truffles and like shaved gold and all sorts of fancy things and it's still at the end of the day is something that you recognize and it's just a little fancier or like when you're really drunk coming home one night you walk into the nearest pizza place especially uh when i was going to school in princeton there were seven different pizza places even just in princeton i think there were actually like three but you know what i mean and you know, you just, you're out with your friends and you wander into one of the places and you just grab a slice and, and it's super easy and low fuss and it's almost always delicious. And so I just think it's a very consistent and a very welcoming food that can either be as comforting or as forward looking as you want it to be while still maintaining the essence of what it is.
1: I I thought that was actually strikingly earnest. <laughs> I I really did. That was that was a very beautiful testimonial to the the cultural and social value of pizza.
0: Well, I just didn't want to come in here and be like, "Yo, it's, it's sauce and cheese, man. What more do you want?" I mean, that's like, really. I mean, it's really just
1: a... it's melted cheese. Like that's really what. We're yeah. Exactly. With, yeah.
0: It's it's like. Yeah bread like maybe some vegetable sauce yeah and then just a whole bunch of melted cheese like it's not that that like fancy but you know we're a discursive podcast i figured i'd i'd put some filigree on those words it would, it
1: would be really funny if this podcast ended up going viral because the i eat an entire pizza by myself lobby gets really mad at us and like <laughs> my pizza doesn't have to be communal steven that's, sloan
0: <laughs> that's right maybe it will be more controversial than we thought
1: if I want to just chow down on a medium Domino's deep dish, does Domino's even have deep dish? I have no idea.
0: Sure, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that—that's my reason. We in should American. call
0: them. So you, you. Yeah, no, I to all those pizza by yourself heads out there, and I think we've all ordered like a pizza and then had it in the refrigerator for like three days, uh, cause you could all, you like got a large and then you just sort of left it there because you didn't want to eat it all. We've all, it's not that it, it has to be a communal event. It's just, I think it opens itself up to a community style eating and the the circular, like the way you sort of all have to sit around it has a very uh, nice implication to it too. And so I think it does. It has a, it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be communal, not to step on any toes out there. But I think it, it certainly welcomes community just by virtue of being itself more than just about any other food I can think of.
1: Okay, well you gave a very impressive and very earnest sort of (laughs) sort of like like a madman pitch about the social value (laughs) of pizza. Yeah. I want
0: you to think about the last time you ate pizza. But don't think about what it tasted like. Think about who you were with. That, ladies and gentlemen, is pizza. Maybe you Pizza, yeah. It's it's bread and it's tomato sauce and it's cheese. But that's what a pizza is. What a pizza means, is family, is community, and is warmth. Yeah, we we watch a lot of Mad Men. Mad Men. We both really really love Mad Men. We're
1: we're gonna drop a Mad Men podcast as soon as we pick, oh certainly as soon as we settle on what show we want to compare it against. Yeah. Um, so because you because you just did your Draper pitch, um, I'm gonna do mine for for sandwiches. <laughs> Let me take you back in a time machine to 1762, before the cradle of the American Revolution that transformed the world. There was a man. His name was John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich. Disclaimer, everything I am about to say is true according to the internet, which means it's true. (laughs) Which means it's all lies. Now, John Montague was a bit of a gambler. And as the story goes... He was in the middle of a 24-hour gambling binge. He was gambling for 24 straight hours. But here's the thing. Back in that time period, food wasn't something you did quickly. You went into your banquet hall, particularly if you were a wealthy, an earl of sandwich. You went into your banquet hall with your servants who have to pretend that they want to eat with you. you. You sit down, you take your knife and your fork, and you cut up your... Thick cut of steak or whatever, and maybe you have some bread, but the bread is more of a, of a side, an accoutrement to the to the greater meal. Maybe you'd use it, you'd wipe it around in the sauce, and you'd and you eat it. In the middle of this 24-hour gambling binge, the Earl of Sandwich instructed his chef, because he's an Earl and he has a chef, to cook something for him that did not disrupt his gambling. Because, you know, the guy's got the basic needs for food, but he also doesn't want to stop gambling. I, I, yeah. Hey, who can blame him? Who hasn't He's living wanted, the dream. Who hasn't wanted to gamble for 24 straight hours?
0: I, I know that, like, I just sort of put it in an IV while I'm on one of my 24-hour gambling binges. I don't want to think about having to go somewhere else to eat food at all.
1: And so, in a great flash of genius, not unlike when Einstein discovered relativity or John Locke wrote his second treatise on government, this chef, who unfortunately's name has been lost to the ages, puts meat in between two pieces of bread, brings it to the man and says, here you go, sir. I don't know what he called it at the time, but it ended up going to the name of the Earl who demanded it, the sandwich. Now here's why that story is relevant. A sandwich is freedom. It was made of the necessity for freedom to gamble because who has time to deal with a knife and a fork when you're trying to control your bets for the 17th consecutive hour of gambling? A sandwich is something that you can eat at a dinner table, you can eat it on a park bench, you can eat it on the front steps of a museum that you just explored. You just saw the Mona Lisa and now you want to chow down on a croque monsieur. You can do that because once upon a time the Earl of Sandwich demanded more. He demanded that we need to be that we need to be free to eat food when we want it and where we want it. And here's the thing about sandwiches. The sky is the limit when you're building a sandwich. Do you want to put three types of peppers on your roast beef sandwich? Yeah, that's fine, no one's gonna stop you. Do you wanna make a sandwich of pastrami and beef and ham and salami, all of those different meats all by all together in one piece of bread? You're welcome to. Your doctor might be pissed off, but that's okay. It's America, and it's the world. So here's my pitch for sandwich in a nutshell. You can eat it anywhere. You can put anything on it. You can eat it at any time. You can make it as filling or as light as you want it. If you want to just have a sandwich that's just lettuce between two slices of bread because you're gonna have a big dinner and you're just trying to tide yourself over, that's okay. It's a little weird. I, I can't say a list. sandwich sounds appetizing, but you could try it. And that's what I'm saying. This man was the Earl of Sandwich, and Sandwich was just a random kingdom in, I think it was England.
0: In England, yeah.
1: But we all live in Sandwich now, because you can get a sandwich wherever you want. <laughs> this Earl of Sandwich is a visionary, and yet we learned Thomas Jefferson's name in kindergarten. They serve sandwiches at the cafeteria in every elementary school in America. And yet we don't know where it comes from. We all know that the education system needs to be fixed. But for, for all the reasons people say, as well as the fact that we don't educate people about the legend of the sandwich. Because a sandwich is freedom between two slices of bread. That's my case.
0: That was very stirring it's a very inspiring ode to the sandwich
1: and you know what actually the definition of sandwiches is evolving you can go to most like you can go to basically a lot of burger places nowadays which by the way the burger is a sandwich we've just abbreviated it
0: that's right it's usually it was used to be called a hamburger sandwich
1: exactly yeah you can get between two pieces of lettuce
0: yeah usually it's wrapped and then it becomes a different thing the dis- then it's a wrap the disciples- is a wrap a sandwich
1: a, a wrap is a sandwich
0: Is it a scion of the sandwich family? Yeah,
1: it's... it's, heir to
0: the sandwich name?
1: It's it's an offshoot of the sandwich.
0: See, this is what I mean, though. Like, the nice thing about pizza, and I know several people who would disagree with me on this, a New York pizza and a New Haven pizza and a Greek pizza and a Chicago pizza are all variants on exactly the same thing. You know, you don't have to do any... You don't have to do any acrobatics linguistically to, like, try and include wraps into the sandwich family. With a pizza, a pizza is just a thing of dough with a sauce of some kind and toppings. And it it has stayed that way since it was invented. And I think there's, there's something nice about that simplicity. Whereas, you know, with sandwich, I'll say it this way. Unless you're from New York or Chicago, you don't sit down with somebody and debate whether New York pizza or Chicago pizza are pizza. But... I guarantee you, at least 60% of our listening audience, if not more, has had the debate over whether a hot dog is a sandwich or not. And I don't like that confusion in my food. I don't like those yeah. sort of logistical quandaries while I'm trying to enjoy my dinner. And,
1: and you know, actually you make it a very interesting point, because you mentioned that whether we meant to do this or not, there was sort of an individual versus community uh, tilt to the way we talked about these
0: things. Spoiler
1: alert, we totally did <laughs>
0: We totally meant to do that. We we
1: may or may not have had the conversation Play Occasionally we do planning for these things. We don't just sit in front of the <laughs> Un- mics and, and roll.
0: Unbelievable as though it may be, we do do some light planning for this.
1: Yeah, you may or may not know this. We, we have been recording this podcast for 24 hours. This is our 87th take.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and thank God for the Earl of Sandwich. I haven't starved to death because I've had sandwiches.
1: But in any event, the thing about a sandwich is there's no standard sandwich. Like if if you ask for a sandwich, if you if you ask for a sandwich, there's no one thing that comes to mind. Yeah, just there's there's literally there's probably millions of different ways to make a sandwich.
0: Although I would love to go into a place and be like, Yo, I'd like a sandwich, please. And just see what whereas if you go in and you order a pizza, they're like, Okay, they assume it's a cheese pizza, like a standard cheese tomato sauce pizza.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing that's yeah. interesting is if you're talking about pizza, there is a universal baseline for pizza. Yeah, and it's pizza and it's or it's dough, <laughs> it's cheese and it's tomatoes. There is
0: a universal baseline for pizza, and it is pizza.
1: <laughs> no, it, it's it's interesting. Do you think that the communal aspect of pizza—that a lot of times when you're having pizza, you're enjoying it with like other people. Do you think that has any re part of the reason why it's so important to us as a country?
0: I don't know. I, I think it's certainly the argument I would say is not necessarily the communality of it, because frankly, I just don't, it's not something we think about. the The thing about pizza is it is almost universally accepted to be the cheapest way to feed a whole bunch of people really easily. And so I think it became such a staple of our food culture here for that reason, you know, like. If you go to offices or school parties or any number of things, the easiest way to feed a bunch of people is to get pizza. So I think that's more why it's important. I, I think the communal aspect is nice to think about, but I don't think it's necessarily why it became so big. It
1: is, and that's a really interesting point, because it really is. It's the only easy way to feed a ton of people yeah. and you know people are going to be satisfied. Because right. people... How many times have you had... Well, for starters, do you know anyone who doesn't like pizza? Um there there are people who don't
0: eat pizza uh, and yeah i don't think i know anybody who just dislikes pizza outright
1: well there is um we we're, we're both actually on a sort of a a recent interest in the show the new girl or i think it's just new girl
0: yes yeah and and
1: there's there's a scene toward the tail end of one of the seasons where um a major character this guy named schmidt who's kind of a health nut eats pizza and he's been challenged oh, yeah. to eat an entire pizza by himself and what he experiences is really one of the best representations of pure euphoria that you'll ever see on TV. Yeah. And he's just he's just sitting there and he's just like, Oh, it's so greasy. Oh <laughs> and, and you know the thing is there's something about it's funny that pizza is such a communal food mm-hmm. because I think the fact that you can eat it with so many people kinda makes people feel less bad about eating it. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 some people and some people will order pizza for themselves. And that's, you know, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But it's it's funny, you know, you're maybe you're at an office party. And actually I've experienced this at my office where like people will be eating pizza and they're just chowing down like you know i never eat pizza but well you know special occasion because mm-hmm. you got a, you've got a group full of people together having a good time you're like yeah whatever yeah i'll, I'll have a few slices of this like greasy melted cheese on bread
0: basically. yeah it's like cake the fact that everybody's buying into it makes it feel like you don't feel as bad about eating something that is that is accurately considered to be somewhat indulgent
1: yeah yeah and pizza pizza is fun yeah. I mean, people think of pizza as a fun thing. Well, like, think, that's... how many
0: foods that you can think of off the top of your head are triangle-shaped? Oh, my just God. Just by virtue of being. Like, there, there aren't many. I, you know, that's a relatively small thing. But, no, I, I think, yeah, you're right. It's a very sort of fun and, and it's a special occasion kind of food. Yeah,
1: and and we're conditioned kind of to think of pizza. Now, not to get too, like, conditioning focused too here. Too Pavlovian but, on yeah, but Yeah, but we're conditioned to associate pizza with fun. Because, for example, like, if you do something good in school, you get a pizza party. Yeah. Yep. I mean, right? Like, like pizza party is a word that's probably familiar to most people who attended, like, school in America. Yeah. It's just like, like, I, I can remember, um, I remember in elementary school, we went to the same elementary school, mm-hmm. and they had a canned food drive where they would challenge people around it was usually around thanksgiving i think to bring mm-hmm. in canned food uh and they would they would give it to a food bank and the teacher classroom who per grade who brought in the most canned foods would win a pizza party yeah. and what i distinctly remember about that was there was this great collective wanting in every single class I was in when we did this canned food drive we just we had to have that pizza party <laughs> yeah. And the more I think about it, it's because school is, you know, despite the best efforts of, you know, teachers, mm-hmm. school is not fun for children. Yeah. It's not what they want to be doing. <laughs> no, and no. so And so bringing pizza, a pizza party, something just incredibly fun that kids are taught to know as fun, into school is just this incredible thing that drives people crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, um, and it's also every birthday party. There, there's pizza yeah
0: lots and lots of birthday parties yeah the food and, is pizza and it's
1: something it, it's hard it's hard to fight about pizza you know
0: eh, i don't know about that toppings are like the one place of contention really well because here's the thing get about pretty me heated.
1: i shared yeah. a house with six other guys in college last year mm-hmm. and when we would try and decide like if we wanted to go somewhere for dinner it would just be like oh i don't really want to go there Oh, no, I don't really like Chipotle. Oh, I don't want to do this thing. When we would collectively decide to order pizza, it's pretty simple. You get one pizza with toppings on it. You get one pizza with, che- with just cheese on it. And everyone's happy. And the other mm-hmm. thing is, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've had a conversation along the lines of, Oh, I mean, you know, I like pepperoni, but if we just get cheese, that's fine, too. And that's that's really true, because because pizza has a baseline. Like, toppings are great, but... Pizza just always feels like
0: a treat anyway. Yeah, so like the the OG pizza is still... Most people aren't Mm. mad that they have to eat just cheese pizza. Yeah. Uh, Even though you may prefer some things. Although I will say that the persecution of the Hawaiian pizza heads out there is is very troubling. Really? I've never seen anybody order a Hawaiian pizza without at least one or two people loudly exclaiming how weird they are. Um,
1: well, there there was actually, someone at my office was eating a piece of Hawaiian pizza the other day. And I actually do remember thinking, huh, that's an interesting choice.
0: Yeah, it's, I don't know what it is. There are so many, like, weird toppings for pizza, I don't know why. Yeah. I, it, maybe it's the pineapple that people just get weirded at by the fruit on the pizza. But it is, it, it can be a source of, of some shame for, for some poor people. Yeah. Despite it being a perfectly valid and frankly delicious pizza choice yeah
1: honestly now that i think of it i'm not sure i've ever had a hawaiian pizza
0: but yeah so you know you know pizza is not utopian that it has its flaws the topping debate can be pretty rough but there's nothing and the other thing that i i will say for sandwiches that's really cool is that there's a regional it's interesting because regional ownership is more of a pizza thing like you think about new york new yorkers who will fight tooth and nail to tell you that new york pizza is just the best pizza that's ever been made, which is
1: ridiculous by the way i'm just gonna go on the record i'd be happy to get into this later
0: (laughs) chicago pizza is better this is rapidly becoming more controversial than our last episode The entire state of New York, or at the very least the entire city of New York City, just turned on one half of our podcast. I, I want them to hear it. I don't care. But what is interesting about sandwiches, which is kind of cool, is that it is a means of, and again, not to get too like deep with this, but in a way it's its own sort of cultural history because the sandwich place names sandwiches after important regional figures. Like uh, here in... in Uh, or in Arlington, where I was born and lived for a long time, we have a place called the Lost Dog Cafe. Um, And as you know, we're right outside DC, and it's a very political town. And they have sandwiches, one called the Republican and one called the Democrat. And then they have lots of other names, some of which are important to them, some of which are important to the area. And in sandwich places across America, you see this happen, you know, they're I'm trying to think of another good example. I don't know if you have any. I, I actually off the top do of your have head. an example. Off yeah, the, I go,
1: I actually do have an example off the top of my head. Um, there's a place it recently opened up here, um, right near where I live, actually called Taylor oh, yeah. Gourmet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's you know despite what the name may imply, it's just a sandwich shop. You know, a to-go sandwich shop. And it started in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and all of their sandwiches are named after Philadelphia streets or landmarks. Yeah. So for okay. example. I'm a well. I am actually, I'm I'm gluten free right now. Um, you know, because the kids are doing it. <laughs> and um, but back when I used to eat gluten ev- for every meal, like literally every meal, my favorite sandwich in the entire city was the Ben Franklin, or was was the Ben Franklin, which is a chicken parmesan, and that's of course named after the Ben Franklin Parkway, which is one of the most important streets in Philadelphia.
0: And named that's, after and you, one of the most important people in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, named after Philadelphia's favorite song. And it goes, I mean, there's like, like Cherry, there's a Cherry Street. Although, although how Street. funny
0: would it have been if, if it was a turkey sandwich named after the Ben Franklin Parkway? What? Ben Franklin wanted to make the turkey the national bird of the United States. Oh, that was a deep cut. <laughs> uh, sorry, I thought that was common <laughs> <Wow>. knowledge. <laughs> that that
1: went straight over. No, I, I I actually know I know that fact, but oh. that went straight over my head.
0: I just think there would have been an amusing sort of irony to that. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: but it, it, yeah. it's interesting. But no, actually, yeah, that's what I mean. And, and the other thing, and the thing is, like, like a sandwich is sort of it's it's almost like an art form, and that's one of the craziest things I've said, but that, it really yeah. makes sense to me because the thing is it's it is in a certain form a way of like expressing yourself as as a chef because if you think about it if you go to a sand, if you go to a restaurant if you want a filet mignon the menu will just say a filet mignon like because the name says it all but if it's a sandwich they'll probably give some creative name to it like you're not going to see like a menu that just says like turkey and cheese on like bread it'll be called i don't know like the jeff or something (laughs)
0: yes one of the many jeff's sandwiches and um
1: and the the amazing thing about sandwiches is uh, unlike with pizza you don't have to order it based on what anyone else wants you to do you don't have to worry about whether someone else who's having dinner with you likes marsh likes mushrooms or something you don't have to worry about oh this person doesn't like dressing because it's just for you a sandwich Mm -hmm. is a blank canvas and you can do whatever you want with that's why building your own sandwiches at any at like almost any delicatessen in America you can build your own sandwich.
0: Yeah, cuz it's an intensely personal food. Uh yeah, well, I think it goes back to that idea that if you want to go into the the sort of philosophical or sociological relationships we have with food. I think you're right. I think the sandwich is, has a very sort of I think one of the reasons why it's so American is because of that freedom aspect. You know, you think about oh, we're going to go when we were kids. Uh, we used to go on picnics to the Iwo Jima Monu- Monument, which wasn't very far, so it's not a great example. But we always brought sandwiches because it was easy, and it was it was easy to take care of. Uh, everybody could have what they wanted, and you could just go. But like, if you think about like when you're on the road driving somewhere and you don't want to stop, what do you do? You grab some variant on a sandwich, most likely. Whether yeah. that's a burger from a fast food place or... Like just a little sandwich shop on the road that you find, because you can then keep going and and the fact that you have to eat doesn't have to get in the way of you getting where you wanna go um and I think because this is such a we as a nation are very movement based and we're very uh travel based because yeah. this country's so big um I think. It uh, sandwiches are so important to us because there is that element of like I could get up and leave this restaurant whenever I want and I could take my food with me.
1: Yeah, it, it's fast. It's the yeah. fastest thing you can eat. I mean, I've eaten more than more than one sandwich while walking somewhere or standing somewhere and and it can be whatever you want. I mean you can have a sandwich that's just meat and cheese and that's all you want or you could also, you could get something more elaborate, like a foot-long, like, sub with, I don't know, any dressing or stuff on that. I went skiing last weekend, which actually is, is its own story. And, um, they had sandwiches. I know I just said that I don't eat gluten. And that's true, I don't, but I, I um, there wasn't really a chance. I was on a mountain on, at a ski resort, and I needed to get something quick so I could go back to trying not to die on the ski slopes. And so I, I got I went to this convenience store and they had these build your own sandwiches. And guess what? They're amazing. I built my, <laughs> my own
0: sandwich.
1: I built my own sandwich cuz this cuz I am a free person. And you can like you can get a delicious sandwich in any town in America. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can't necessarily get good Mexican food in I don't know, Weehawken. Well, yeah, actually yeah, yeah, I don't you know where Weehawken could. is, but you probably could.
0: But, but like in Montana let's say no shots yeah. to montana it's just not a lot of yeah. reason to be think you could find yeah. mexican food there
1: if you if you want the creme de la creme of pizza you want chicago if you're a, a reasonable thinking person or you want new york if you're a heretic i can't believe you just said that but you're gonna choose I, between I, one of those two things if you want the best pizza you've ever had i know the best pizza i've ever had it's in chicago
0: no yeah um, um new york pizza because really, maybe this should have been the podcast, or maybe it should have been New York pizza versus Chicago pizza. It it is astonishing. Like you could go to like the worst greasy spoon places in in the New York New Jersey area, and they have great pizza. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's even some of the worst pizza in in New York is some of the best anywhere else that I've been.
1: Yeah, honestly, if you're just walking down the street and some dude hands you pizza that came off of like a cart or something. It's probably good. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it, but that's not the way it is with sandwiches. You yeah. never know. Yeah. It, it, there's almost a level of excitement to it because if you go to a place you haven't been before and you try a sandwich, there's a chance that that sandwich could be the best sandwich you've ever had. You it's never true. know.
0: Yeah, no, it's true.
1: Yeah, and, and that's true. And the thing is, like, it's... I mean, best pizza is a conversation, but best I mean, best sandwich, best burger...
0: Yeah, those aren't conversations because I think there's just too many possibilities. Yeah, yeah, and and it's you know, much more personal. Yeah,
1: you, know, you never like I would never say, oh well, DC makes the best sandwich just because I've had probably the best sandwich I've ever had. Right, right. DC. You don't
0: you don't attach that regional identity yeah. to a great sandwich place in the way that you do. But the the cool thing about pizza is like, now we also finally have this re, uh, this re injection of the Italian pizza, uh, into this country. You know, yeah. obviously pizza was invented in Italy, but pizza as we know it probably was invented in the United States. It, it doesn't really bear resemblance to what was considered pizza in Italy and to a certain extent still is. And when I said I am approved by the True Neapolitan Pizza Association, that's a real thing. Like they really? come. Yeah, they come and they decide whether your pizza is true Neapolitan pizza. And Naples is generally considered to be the place where pizza was yeah. was invented uh and that has been slowly making its way into the united states over the last five ten years uh and so because you know the debate was always like you said new york versus chicago and then like new haven and connecticut um started asserting itself um <laughs> you connecticut. have you have sort of like one of the places at home uh that we we go to have pizza that's really not particularly any style. It's a it's a Middle Eastern place, a Mediterranean place technically. And Wait, they... which pizza is that? Astor. Oh yeah. Oh Astor yeah. does have really. Yeah, good pizza. it's really good. But I wouldn't be able to qualify it. And and you know, there's a sort of a lot of Greek immigrants have their own take on pizza, which is not like the Greek pizza as we consider it now. But yeah. Uh, an actual style of making the pizza itself and and so it's interesting how like you can go to somewhere in i don't know california and get four different styles of pizza now because like the styles are so strongly laid out now and they have such strong characteristics and it's important to some people to be able to experience the pizza that they're used to coming from where they come from there's a very strong regional attachment with pizza that i think is is very important about it as well. Cuz you know, I have like I said, I have a friend, uh, I hope she doesn't mind I tell this story. We went to uh, Chicago for a conference and we went to to um, Lou Malnati's uh, to get Chicago pizza hers for the first time. And she is a native New Yorker and it was amazing to watch her mental process. And and I still to this day believe that she was actually going through this she had to convince herself that it wasn't actually pizza in order for her to be able to literally ingest it because it was so offensive to her understanding of what a pizza is, being somebody from New York and somebody very attached to New York style pizza. And that's, you know, that's how strongly people... But I could never imagine somebody like... Unless you're our dad who is like really weirdly specific about sandwiches for some reason. Like if you go and have a club in New York and then you go have a club in Seattle you're probably not going to look at it and be like, there are avocados on this club. This isn't a club, and, like, not be able to eat Yeah,
1: which, by the way, our dad would absolutely do that.
0: Yeah, because dad dad is a a purist. Yeah,
1: I picture our dad, um, if he had an experience with a club sandwich with avocado on it, biting into it, tasting the avocado, just taking the top slice of bread off and just being like, oh, (laughs)
0: jeez. Here's a question for you. Another issue that you don't have with pizza is an open-faced sandwich a sandwich? Um. Because <laughs> that seems to ignore the basic definition of the sandwich. I don't
1: really under I don't really understand how open-faced sandwiches are because I've never actually eaten one the right way. I Because I I, I I I know how they bring you one. They bring you like. They basically it's like a sandwich, but they took the top off and just set it down yeah. like next to it. And I always see that, and I'm like, "What do you want me to do with this? Use a fork? Like, like are you crazy?" Allegedly, I'm gonna flip that. See, on the you different. don't
0: have these problems with pizza. No, but here's
1: a pizza problem.
0: Uh-huh. It's a pizza bagel, a sandwich, or a pizza. It's a pizza, unless you slam them together like an idiot.
1: What I have slammed them together, thank you very much. <laughs> then I it becomes, have had a pizza bagel then it where I took pizza both bagels, pizza
0: bagels and I smushed them together just like that. Then it becomes a pizza bagel sandwich. <laughs> so it is both sandwich and pizza together. In Which, harmony. by the
1: way, a pizza bagel is one
0: of the greatest foods you could ever have. It is. It is pretty delicious. If
1: I if I had a restaurant, I would consider making a shareable like pizza bagel, like a like giant bagel. On,
0: yeah, like a 12-inch like a bagel. Well, then, of course, we get into the issue of what's a bagel. And so you go down the rabbit <laughs> hole with these things.
1: This is, this is the most fiery conversation we've had on this it's podcast. It's true. One of the most fiery um,
0: conversations we've ever had.
1: What, what's your favorite type of sandwich? Do you have a favorite type of sandwich?
0: Uh, no. I, I have specific sandwiches that I like. But if you came up to me and said you can only have one kind of sandwich for the rest of your life... Which, by um, the way... Be a weird
1: type of psychological warfare. It would be pretty cool. if someone was walking up to strangers and being like, "You have to give up all sandwiches but one."
0: Um, probably a burgers. Burgers are my favorite kind of sandwich. Are you a um, cheeseburger man or just a straight up hamburger? Yeah, man? probably cheeseburger. Not bacon cheeseburger though. That to me seems excessive. <laughs> At bacon least for cheeseburger me personally,
1: always seemed excessive yeah. to me. I'm um, not really a bacon although guy. Although,
0: what I will say, one of the best burgers and/or sandwiches I've ever had. Was yeah. actually um, it was hamburger with like the 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 meat from which bacon comes, uh, not actual strips of bacon, but like the the meat before it gets sliced into sides of bacon, ground with a little bit of that, and then put into a single burger. So it's beef and bacon meat together, and it was incredible. So I, I won't I won't knock bacon cheeseburgers too hard, but
1: yeah yeah I I personally I well I actually kind of have too. I'm, I really like just a simple like smoked turkey sandwich, mm-hmm. like smoked turkey, um, some kind of cheese on it, and maybe like a chipotle mayo if I'm feeling a little zesty with it. Ooh, so that's one
0: boring. No, no, that that's my no. I'm i that, that's I'm if kidding. it's
1: a basic like if I don't want to eat something that makes me feel like my stomach is gonna explode. Mm-hmm. If I want to go hard with my sandwich choice, mm-hmm. I'll get a chicken parm any day yes. of the week. And if I'm getting a chicken parm, I usually get it breaded. They're always like, do you want it breaded yeah. or grilled? It's like, it's meat slabbed. It's parm. meat slathered and cheese with on a huge thing of bread. At a certain point, you just got to own it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, yeah. You and, know what um, I do? It's... I
0: will say, you know what? If I had to pick a favorite sandwich, you know what I will. Really good breakfast sandwich. Like some Ooh. eggs.
1: Uh, Wait a second. Yeah. You just gave me a great piece of firepower because you can't really have a breakfast pizza. Oh,
0: yes, you can. Oh, yes, really? you can, and it is amazing.
1: Wait, what's a breakfast pizza? Hit me.
0: I've seen it either with just scrambled egg for the sauce, so it's not baked in the traditional sense, or at least it's not baked in the same way, or like a, a bechamel sauce uh, that you then add egg to later, and then, you know, whatever, cheese, bacon, whatever you would put on your normal breakfast sandwich. If you huh. want to go really crazy, you can have the base be hash browns. I've never what seen that bechamel is like a simple cream sauce you're so
1: much smarter about food (laughs) things than i am i'm just like betcha what i
0: I believe if i'm not mistaken and i might be wrong about this that bechamel is you're like stroking your beard
1: right now like like our listeners can't see you you're very you've a very like philosophical take on bechamel Uh, sauce. i think it is one of the mother
0: sauces and so in french cooking it's one of the sauces that begets a lot of other sauce i didn't
1: i almost said this a couple seconds ago but i didn't want to cut you off did you say it's one of the mother sauces. yeah it's a mother sauce let me make sure that what is that
0: it's in french cuisine there are these things called the mother sauces and it's these sauces that you start with and then from there you go uh to other sauces it it it, it is the it is the central ingredient in a number of different things that you can then change um depending on depending on uh where you want to go after that so yeah, these are the kind sauce. of things
1: you don't have to worry about with with, with team sandwich.
0: <laughs> Although that's not true because croque monsieurs usually have bechamel sauce on them. Really?
1: Yeah, I've never. Wait, actually, I I did
0: have a croque that's monsieur. That's the delicious creaminess monsieur. under the the Swiss. That actually croque monsieur is another candidate for my favorite. Just pure. I couldn't eat it that often because it's super yeah. rich, but it's tough to beat a really good. Croque Monsieur. I
1: actually, I've only had one of those once. And actually, I made a joke about eating a Croque Monsieur outside the Louvre in Paris. That's actually (laughs) what I did when I was in Paris a couple years ago.
0: Okay, so yeah, that's about all I have to say about pizza. And it sounds like you're pretty. You've you've spoken your case when it comes to sandwiches. So we thought, since we're already talking about pizza, and Mick clearly has very strong feelings about pizza, we're gonna we're gonna introduce a new segment. those of you who listened to the Kanye podcast when it was up will know that it's not quite so new. But for a lot of you, we're going to do something that we're calling Hold My Phone, named after Drake. Hold up! Hold my phone! From uh, Worst Behavior, uh, he says that. And it's just an opportunity for one of us to just expound about an issue that is, is bothering us. Yeah,
1: and, and by the way, to explain the hold my phone thing. I believe that what Drake meant when he said, hold my phone, was that he wants someone to hold his phone so he can fight. Yeah. Uh, wh- whether you believe Drake would actually ever fight somebody, I, I don't know. But um, So I I feel ready. I, You're holding okay. my phone right now.
0: I'm, I, we're in the corner of a boxing ring. I'm rubbing your shoulders, making sure you're yeah. loose. So yeah. Make I'm, I'm sure gonna, you go to the body. I'm going to grab your phone, and I'm going to let you go. What's the topic, <laughs> and what do you have to say about it?
1: I've been teasing about this a bit for this entire podcast, and I've just got to really speak my mind now. There are two types of pizza from two different American cities, which are kind of considered the champs of American pizza. And it's Chicago pizza and New York pizza. And let me tell you something. Not only is Chicago pizza better, I don't think it's close. Let me tell you what my experience eating these two types of pizzas are. When you get a New York slice of pizza, you're just like, oh, this looks a lot like the pizza I would have at my hometown. It's just, it's, it's bigger, it's greasier, and it's more foldable. And people are just like, yeah, man, New York pizza. You can fold that up, just eat it, like all the grease pulls in the middle. It's like, it's the ultimate decadent experience. And that's fine. And let me say, New York pizza is fantastic. On a school trip in high school my junior year, a friend of mine and I decided to have at least a slice of pizza from every single pizza place we we stopped by or we walked past and it was probably like 15 over the course of a day it was super gross but so so I, I don't mean I don't mean to imply that it's bad but here's the thing about Chicago pizza Chicago pizza is a creation it is this titanic unbelievable mass of goodness because For starters, the sauce is on top and it's surrounded by this like wide rim of like really crispy, like crusted bread. It almost, it's like thunderdome. And, and the thing is like, you just, you take your fork and you just stick the fork like deep into the pizza and you pull out this like fork full of it. And it's just, it's cheese and it's like the bottom bit, the soft bit of the bread. And it's like, and the sauce, it all just, it molds into this unbelievable flavor, like seizure and you eat it and you're just like there's so much flavor going on right now i can't believe it and here's the thing you can't get that kind of eating experience anywhere i think about it like if you're talking about james harden versus stephen curry james harden unbelievable basketball player he's a perfected version of a very specific type of player like you know the the pick and roll guard he he gets into the he gets to the rim he hits threes but the thing is There's hundreds of players like that guy to varying degrees of success. And that's what New York pizza is like. It's the best example of a certain type of food that really you can get anywhere. A Chicago pizza is like Stephen Curry, a completely irreplicable, just genius thing. And you're just eating it, and you're like, I can't believe that I live in a world where I get to eat this thing. It's just, it's this incredible combination of flavors. You can just, you can get one, like, big one and split it between four people because eight slices of deep dish pizza is like a Thanksgiving feast. And it's just, I've never experienced anything like the first time I had deep dish pizza. It feels like an entirely different creation and like an artistic expression of this city. And that's why I think it's the best. I just, if it's the best pizza on earth, I want to have an irreplicable experience when I'm having it. And that's how I feel. I'm very
0: passionate about this. I have a question yes. as a follow-up to this. Have you ever had baked ziti pizza? No. This is something you can only get in New York and or in the New York environs, and it is literally just baked ziti on a pizza, and it is. That sounds
1: really. That sounds really heavy. Like I don't need yeah. heavy. I don't mean heavy from like a food or from like a calorie perspective. Like that's fine. I mean, like it would be difficult to literally pick up baked ziti. No,
0: because well, they usually do it with like rigatoni. So they're oh. like bigger, they take up more space, but there's also less actual pasta. If you want to talk about incredible eating experiences that are irreplicable, you have to try that before you come at me with any of this Chicago pizza is better than New York pizza nonsense. Yeah, but imagine
1: like a baked CD, Chicago No, see, that's pizza. what I mean. It would
0: be way too much. It would, then it I'm, would just be literally, it wouldn't be a pizza anymore. It would just be essentially baked ziti in a bread bowl at that point
1: oh uh, well actually i think domino's came up with that
0: well the, the, but that's they don't call it a pizza it's a bread bowl yeah uh, but no I I, you know
1: you're... what no no I, I, <laughs> you're, you're not you're backing passion, down your passion is compelling it's oh so useless i don't i'm not it's changing my mind useless? on
0: this it's oh so useless also useless are you quoting mm-hmm. you're quoting uh you're quoting tom cruise aren't you
1: yeah it's isn't yeah, it also
0: so. i don't think The passion so. is compelling it's also useless
1: Oh, uh, i could that be. makes a lot know. more sense i misquote if i just misquoted tom cruise that means it's time to wrap <laughs> we're
0: sorry up. tom cruise but no we're sorry but no we're sorry i need you to revise you your then. opinion new york pizza is the best
1: we can talk about this later okay i've in my case but yeah okay. not i will give you mind. back
0: your phone that was home my phone thank
1: you for holding my phone
0: um, you can hear mick rant about other ridiculous things like that i don't know cell phones are worse than landlines or like the internet is better if it's dial-up than wi-fi i kind of all of these part nonsense of me, feelings that he has
1: <laughs> a part of me misses now obviously i don't miss dial-up a part of me misses the like dial-up sound
0: though yeah <laughs> Nostalgia at back. work, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> nostalgic, because that is one of universally accepted to be the worst things ever, and yet it has that sort of nostalgic quality to it now.
1: You you can paint me as a crazy person, but i I think i'm I think it's I'm, like Plato in the cave. I'm the one seeing the light here. It's I'm me in the city of Chicago.
0: I'm not gonna call you a crazy person, but I am <laughs> going to say that I do not contone these opinions. And if you want to get at Mick, his uh, Twitter handle is. Last exit to DC. Last exit underscore That's right. to DC. So, just you know, let him know how uh, how incorrect his views are. I, I will would... not. I will not allow myself to be associated with such heresy. Yeah,
1: and he's not kidding, and I'm not kidding. If you think that New York pizza is the greatest, and you think I'm a bad person for saying otherwise, <laughs> I'd
0: love to hear it. It's true. He wants to. He wants to individually change all of your minds. We're in an election year, and he's in a very He wants to debate people.
1: I want to debate people. I wonder, these are the questions that we should be asking at these GOP debates.
0: Yeah, what's better, pizza or sandwiches? Yeah. Oh, before we go, Yeah. or no, what's better, New York or Chicago-style pizza?
1: Both, really. I, I think that the difference between those two debates is while I've made it clear that I believe there's a clear answer in the Chicago versus New York, I don't think there's a clear answer in pizza versus sandwiches. Yeah. I think we we've, we've established plenty of reasons why both of them are great. Yes.
0: Before we go, I think we have to we have to deal with the elephant in the room a little bit. Hot dogs sandwich or not? Sandwich. What's your reasoning? My reasoning
1: is that a is a sandwich is defined as some sort of filling surrounded by bread.
0: That's a slippery slope.
1: Well, <laughs> you're getting into dangerous means it, territory. If that means that people think a burrito is a sandwich, so
0: be it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you get into really dangerous territory. Although I will say, I will say, banh mi, a lot of, like, chicken parmesan, like, they, it's similarly constructed. You yeah. slice the bread, you don't leave it all the way open. Or uh, yeah. And you put the stuff inside and you close it. So I guess it's not, it's just, a hot, when you eat a hot dog, you don't feel like you're eating a sandwich. Listen, listen, listen. listen. <laughs> I went skiing last weekend, so I'm
1: no longer afraid of slippery slopes that's right i'll slide down all those slippery slopes if if people want to call tacos sandwiches that's fine i i think that the earl of sandwich would have wanted us to be inclusive in our definition i don't want to live in this
0: world you're describing where, where i don't want to live all... in this world where tacos are sandwiches and, and chicago pizza is better than new york pizza i don't think i want well, to live there
1: listen i'm just speaking i'm just speaking my thoughts. here's
0: another question even more uh troubling and confusing kfc double down sandwich or nah um let's let's take out abomination against god and man as an option (laughs) so let's stick to.
1: i don't i don't know if i could call it a sandwich just because I remember getting doubled down with um, one of my friends in high school, uh-huh. and he was so upset while he was eating it. Like, <laughs> he almost had a nervous breakdown. He's taking bites of it, and he's just like, I just feel like there should be a bun. I I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. Although, and actually, it, it, it's just a way of taking, like, of finding more ways to eat things with your hands.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Which is why I think that we need edible gloves. <laughs> I, I pitched this to someone in my office, and they might think I'm crazy now. But edible gloves. Here's the thing about food. How about does that food. make anything better? Here's the thing about food. It's messy. So what do you do? You slip on your edible gloves. And then... You eat your food. Like for example, maybe you're eating something that's got a little bit of sugar on it, and you don't want your fingers to get all sticky. Or maybe you're eating wings, and you don't want the wing sauce to get all over your desk. I was thinking about this because I was eating lunch at my desk one day, and I was like, now I gotta get up and wash my hands. Which, which because I was eating lunch at my desk so that I could work more efficiently, it kind of defeated the purpose. But here's the thing about what would these edible
0: gloves. gloves taste like? I don't know seems like a flawed system. Maybe sort of like- maybe
1: like how edible paper tastes.
0: So gross? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So gross that you end up inevitably throwing it away anyway?
1: Imagine them tasting- imagine if there was a way for it to taste sort of like a Listerine tab, so it has like a nice fresh- Oh gross! Then you're
0: touching your food with like gross Listerine? No! Well, well, it doesn't rub off in my mind. No, okay, but here's the <laughs> what thing. What is this magical implement? You're
1: eating. You're eating. your you're eating your messy food. I understand it on, theoretically. Like, oh man, like, like my hands are so dirty. But if you're eating your messy food with edible gloves on, mm-hmm. you just peel the gloves off and you eat them, and it's done.
0: I feel like this would be great for kids. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the one-on-one podcast. My name is Steven Sloan, and we will be finding a new host because we're going to be committing Mick to the nearest mental hospital. Uh,
1: okay, fine, fine. Okay, edible gloves could be between. No, you know, you could know, be
0: my... you never know. That could be your iPhone. Yeah, it could it be. It could be your uh, your personal computer.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I tried to watch the movie Steve Jobs this weekend. Steve Jerbs i couldn't because it wasn't available for rental on demand hmm. it was only available to buy it i didn't want to buy it because i haven't seen it but yeah i don't know people thought steve jobs was crazy that's true
0: so, edible gloves and um, iphones really are basically the same thing
1: yeah in, in any case but yeah that's um, about all we got i think we covered everything yeah. yeah
0: we have been the one-on-one podcast you can subscribe to us on itunes or soundcloud if you do go listen on iTunes, leave us a review and a rating. Could be good, could be bad. Yeah. But we're just—we'd love to have the feedback so we can make this the best possible podcast for y'all to listen to. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at one on one pod. That's at uh, numeral one on one pod. I don't know if you've got anything else for us, Pedro.
1: No, just uh, thank you all for everyone who's listened so far. Mm-hmm. Thanks for all um, any positive comments you've left for us. Yeah. Um yeah, we're we're really grateful to have listeners. So Yeah, we've been having a good time. That's all I got. We hope you
0: guys have been having a good time too. That's all we got. Thanks, Obama.